Amen. You guys uh, bow your heads. Let's, let's do me this amazing favor of prayer. As your heads are bowed, that this is reading that, that we can't reason with irrational fears. And irrational fears only submit to prayer. So we lift up the name of Jesus right now. That, 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 that irrational it's never going to be the same. I'm never going to be better. That, that thing that or the, the enemy is just, is just bombarding with fear. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm never going to be healed. I'm never going to be. Whatever it is, it's irrational. And that's not what God called you to be. God said prayer will make that irrational fear submit. And it'll submit to God. And it'll submit, and it'll submit to the Spirit of God, and it'll submit to the power of God, and it'll, and it'll cause the desperation to go away. Because we know des desperation is a gateway to anxiety. And in the name of Jesus, that Lord, that any form of an irrational fear, a fear of, of, of a loved one that we think something's going to happen to him, or we're afraid that, that, that things are not going to happen, whatever it is, it's irrational because God said he didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of love and a power and a sound mind and you have a, a sound mind and so father we don't pray just for something not to happen we pray for the spirit of god to radically change our desire change our desires father god in such a way that i only desire your will your word in your way that father god that my desires begin to change that where my mind can instantly flip into fear and flip into doubt and flip into hurt and flip into pain but today tonight i receive a, a radical change in my desires that lord god that they are gonna just storm the gates of hell and, and storm into the presence of God for praise and not worry and not doubt and not defeat. Father, I just thank you in the name of Jesus that I am being radically transformed in my desires, Lord, that you said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of my mind, Lord. And I, I just renew it right now in the name of Jesus. Your desires are changed your desires are changing right now the thing that you hunger for and the best of God that's going to be the rest of you and I just pray in Jesus name as you are receiving strength right now moment by moment second by second God says I am that now you don't have to wait you don't have to do all those things I am putting you as a priority right now to receive a, a desire change a, a hunger for God a hunger for peace a hunger to know that I'm going to speak the will of God over my situation, speak the will of God over my family, over my kids, over myself, that Lord, that my desire needs to change and I'm open to it right now. I surrender that I will trust you, Lord God. I know you never fail. And Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for a Pentecostal move over my desires. And Lord God, I thank you for an eye-opening hunger for you. An awakening like never before, Lord Jesus, that my heart is going to just spend time consumed with being close to you and being next to you. Consume, Lord God, in such a way. This is a time like never before, Lord God, that I am going to have such a hunger and such a thirst for the things of God that it is going to be overwhelming to my situation. So, Father God, I thank you that tonight 
that we put you between us and our circumstances and don't let any circumstances get between you and us and we thank you in the name of Jesus that you are standing there Lord God telling us use our voice or we will lose our voice so we use it right now and we pray the price pray over our children we pray the price we pray over our finances we pray the price we pray over our church Lord God because Jesus you've already paid the price we praise you we thank you for it in Jesus name amen amen I almost forgot the last sentence how did that happen amen uh, hey we got uh, Jesus is with us always amen omnipresent always with us right uh, so we, we have to make sure that we pray like he's always with us amen and not pray like he's far off and and still trying to get here so he says I am or, or the message is I am that now uh, and Jesus is the same yesterday today <laughs> yes it should have been yesterday he's the same today yesterday and forever uh, and I just wrote it backwards because that's what I do uh, John chapter 1 verse 24 through 26 this is so cool so Lazarus has been uh, Lazarus died they, he died, waited on Jesus to get there. Took Jesus four days to get to Lazarus, right? Uh, sometimes we think Jesus isn't coming fast enough, but he is always there wherever we're waiting. What we think we're waiting for him to get to, he's already there. Amen? He's there. He's already there. So, so you know, Martha comes running up to Jesus. He gets there, uh, and she said, Lord, have you had been here, my brother would not have died uh, and, and Jesus, you know, said to her, you know, your brother will rise. And she says, oh, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection and life. And she was talking about like later on, but, but he's and, oh, actually verse 24. So Martha replied, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? So right, so right there when he, she says that, you know, I know he'll rise again in the last days. And he goes, I am that right now. I am that now. All that thing you're waiting for, that's happening right now. That's going down. So, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that we recognize the immediateness of, of, of God and, and God always been there, the omnipresence of God. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that we don't, we have a relationship with you. You're with us. And, Father, I pray right now that any form of, of loneliness, any form of, of I'm having to do this on my own or by myself, will be completely broken and destroyed tonight and Lord God that there will be such a fellowship with Jesus that he's always with us in Jesus name amen uh, I believe miracles are missed when we don't know who Jesus is at the at that very moment in our lives if we don't know he's healing we're gonna miss the healing if we don't know he's peace, we're going to miss being, being at peace. And sometimes what happens is, is we pray and then we think, okay, well, I'm waiting for it to get here. No, pray knowing it's here. It's done. This is by stripes. You were healed. That means it's 
done. And I have to pray like that because sometimes we run to Jesus and like, Lord, had you been here sooner, my kid wouldn't have got caught up on drugs or my whatever wouldn't have happened. My marriage wouldn't have whatever. And Jesus says, I am that now. That thing you're asking for, that's now. That's happening right now. That happened right. I'm here for it to happen right now. Will you believe me now? Amen. Will you just take a hold of that? Lord, if you'd have started when I was younger, I'm, I'm younger now. You're blessed right now. Uh, we, will, we will believe in it in a one day uh, when I get to heaven, everything will be okay. But, but Jesus is saying to us that he is that now for us. So, so just believe. So if he's that now, just believe. And, and we've, we've heard this. There's been even, you know, uh, folks have even said that, you know, once we get to heaven, we're going to get glorified bodies. We're going to be healed. And all that, that's, that is true. But Jesus said, I also want to move in your life while you're on the earth. Lazarus dead, right? He's dead. He's gone and for four days. To man, that's impossible. But to God, all things are possible. Nothing's impossible with God. So I, I don't ever want us to, to wait around for, uh, for the blessings to come upon us. Believe we got them now. Talk, talk to our kids like, like whatever they're going through and they have a rough day or whatever you're disciplining, that they're being changed now. Not later on. It's happening for them. They, that Jesus says, I am that. And I thought that was so cool when I, when I heard that because he's saying that I am. You're talking to resurrection and life. Are we talking to our God who heals and delivers and sets free? If we're talking to that, that's now. That's not when I can build up my, my whatever. You know, God is saying, let me be that to you. So uh, Jesus is, is so cool with that, with that statement. I thought it was amazing. So Martha had a, a one day or later, uh, on, later on type faith. One day I'm going to be changed. One day I'll get better. One day I'll live completely for God, Christ. One day I won't be tired. One day. And God says, how about today? How about today? We, we go ahead and settle it right now. I, you are today blessed in the body, blessed in your body, blessed in your mind, blessed in your life, blessed in your walk, blessed in your emotions, everything. Your desires are radically changed. You are, you are strengthened by the Holy Spirit. So uh, her brother was dead for four days, but Jesus said that he is the get up now and that her brother Lazarus would experience. That is God, right? Get, let people experience Jesus and they can experience getting up. If they experience us, they're going to experience what we can't do instead of experiencing what God can do. Amen? So sometimes we try to interject ourselves too much. And so what we have to do is, is interject Jesus. I love this, this atheist lady was trying to explain to me that Lazarus is an Old Testament person. And I just, sometimes I get tired. And I go, no, there's New Testament and there's two of them. Never read the Bible, have you? No, then it's two of them. He died, Jesus rose him from the grave, right? And I don't know if she was just trying to be funny or what, but, but there's two of them. I'm amazed at what people don't know about the scriptures. It, it, but again, we have to demonstrate it in front of them, show them. So we have to know it well enough to know because then she started talking about purgatory and do that. And I said, well, do I believe in that? And I go, no, the Bible says as a tree falls, that's how it lies right? That's it. The way that tree fell. If it fell without Christ, that's where it lays without Christ. If it fell with Christ, that's who it lays is with Christ. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, right? And so that was, I might as well 
spoken Greek and Hebrew, but she did ask, you know. And so I think at those times, Jesus said, I am that now. Be that word now. Be the, be the scriptures right now in front of people. So Lazarus, uh, he experienced that. Jesus isn't a one day in the sweet by and by God. He knows that people need to see us believe him in the now. Those young men we just prayed for, they need belief now. They don't need to wait till we get to heaven and say, man, I'm so glad you got to heaven and you're healed. No, we're trying to prolong life here for them to be blessed here. Amen. Like, again, if, if it's, it, again, it, I guess it has to be uh, upon you, but I don't want anyone praying for me. If you show up to the hospital and I'm, I only got, you know, maybe whatever, something might happen. I got tubes hanging out. If I can talk and I hear this prayer, my sister prayed this prayer of my dad, uh, Lord, if he ain't going to come back, if he ain't going to serve you, take him home. Now, daddy lived a bad life. And, but for her to have that kind of prayer, I don't, like he was, he was in a coma for three days, woke up for 20 minutes, received Christ, went back into the coma. And that was one of the prayers. She was the only one at the bedside praying that. I'm thinking if I heard that, why, whatever machine, I'm like, get her out. Take her and her little death prayer out. Okay, because I ain't having her. You don't pray no more. You go talk to somebody else. Right? You can't pray over me like that. Right? Again, believe now. Believe now. But we, if we have a culture, right, when, and, and I think this is working too, when we discipline our kids, we want to make sure that they can live right long enough before we declare them right. And that's not Jesus at all. Just like he forgives us immediately, you are right immediately. Okay? And so, but if we, if we translate that to them, now I get it, I get it, they got to walk in what they've agreed to do, but, but let's make sure we don't walk into a punishment mode of treating them like Jesus is off by the wayside, and someday he's traveling by camel still. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 through 15. Uh, and this is about your calling and your destiny when it don't look like what it should look like, right? But God says it's done. Then Moses asked God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And, and they asked me, what is his name? It <laughs> doesn't like a bunch of unbelievable. What's his name? What's his name then? If God sent you, what's his name? Who he say he is? He said, he said, what should I tell him? Again, Moses stuttered. Now, y'all got to picture this dude is stuttering, but when he's talking to Jesus, he can get his sentences out. Right? Amazing, like, it depends on who you talk to. God may not have you. Uh, remember Collins? Collins stuttered, but when Collins rapped, you couldn't hear. He didn't stutter at all. Never, ever. He never studied it, stuttered. And so Moses was the same way. And, and he, he both said, what should I tell him? Like, I wonder what they was telling the people who God was before then. Like, what was his name before then? But anyway, that's, this is the part of the Bible schooling that they would say, we're going to move on because you use up too much class time with all your questions. God said to Moses, I am who I am. <laughs> that's good, right? That's what we should start telling the people. Well, who's your God? I am. That's who he say he is. You know, so... Papa was trying to steal God's name. I am that I am. That's all that I am. So, ah, this is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. 
I am sent me to you. God also told Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your life. Because so you knew he knew he was going to have to fix this, right? Because you can't just be stuck with I am. What you believe in? I am. What's your faith? I am. And he says, now tell them the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, so that they could understand it. Let's put it where the goats can get it or the people can get it or the folks that don't believe can get it. He says, tell them that if you put Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's name in it, they can get that, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is how I am to be remembered in every generation. He says, I'm supposed to be remembered as I am in every generation. Well, what is I am? It's whatever you're believing God to do. God, we are struggling in our marriage. I am the healed marriage. I am the saved children. I am that saved spouse. I am that blessed in your finances. I am that walk with God. I am your peace of mind. I am your joy. He says that's for every generation. Like he said, for every generation, that's what God has to be to that. I am uh, in covenant. I am in the Hebrew means to pass, become and be. It means come to pass. Become and be. It means come to pass. Now, I am come to pass. The, the very fact of responding to God's call means that all he has called us to do is under the name I am and it shall come to pass. So he calls us to it, right? And he strengthens us through it, right? He only the strength through the call. That's the only way it works. Uh, I want to give God every day of my life. Every day. I am. Because I wouldn't have the day without God. Right? I, I don't want to take off a day because it's, it's whatever day and say, well, well, God, this one's for me. Right? No, it belongs to him. I want to serve him in it and he'll, he'll take care of the rest. Right? Is that, that's the part, that's the surrender part. I am, to, and he says, I am, so that shall come to pass. So, uh, knowing that God is, always was, and always will be, brings deliverance, deliverance to us daily. I am going to be okay on this job. I am going to be blessed. I am going to get the idea and the wisdom I need to have to raise my children. I am going to be a part of a daily walk with God that's going to be strengthened. That's it. I am. I am, and he, he, he fixes that. And you have to go into that. You have to go into that believing God that he is, he is going to do all that he said he's going to do. We've got to trust him, right? Uh, and what we believe daily will determine what we believe permanently. So it's your daily. Like, like by the time we get to cancer and all that, if you haven't believed over diapers and the, the lawnmower, I don't know, just... He says daily. Put, put it before him daily. It's always a, always a, always a big um, a, a thing about when we go out and, and uh, present or, or speak to kids or whatever, uh, is that what can you do for the, for the young ones? Like what can you do for the little kids who just want someone to stand there and professionally speak to them and not play around or which it, they end up laughing at me the whole time anyway. But it's, what, but are you going to give them your absolute best, right? Because that's going to determine whether you can get this other crowd 
motivated. Because if God, I, I believe this on my heart. If I can't help the kindergartners, he said, quit trying to go to the high schools. Right? He's saying that if I need you to relate all grade levels. Right? And then I have questions for God. Can you get them not to pick their nose while I'm talking? Because that's distracting. And then they want a hug. I'm like, no. I want to hug you. Come on, mister. God says, believe me in all things at all times. All right? If, you are, if you're not going to believe everything I said, you're not going to believe anything I said. So you believe it all. How you, do any, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if I struggle, uh, if I struggle to believe who God is, I will not believe what God will be in any situation. Who is he? I am. My God is with my kids. My God is with my mind. My God is with my family, my parents. My God is with them. My God is taking care of them. My God is there. I am taking care of them. Numbers 23 and 19 said, God is not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should have to repent. But his truth must be believed. So it, God is not man that he should lie, but his truth must be believed. If we cannot believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, the very shadow will become our belief. We'll believe in the fear. We believe, I love that anxiety thing that you posted on there. Hello, good, hello, beautiful. I was like, what's ever saw me? But that was part of the thing. It, I just assumed it, right? Right? Beloved. I am the beloved. But it was like the anxiety, the part of that. It's just a shadow. Think about it. Shadow. It's not afraid. When you were little, right? Everybody was afraid. Anybody afraid of the dark? Was I the only one? Okay, thank you. See, because your parents right there. So if you can't lie, because they'd be like, yeah. I mean, I used to be afraid of dark. A shadow walked by, you know? And then being short and shadows are big, and you realize it was my shadow because I was sitting up. It's like a shadow was on the wall. The light was shining in that direction. I was like, so I'm in here. And it was chasing me, but it was me. Right? It was my shadow. Of course, then my mom quickly fixed the dark. Because she just took me into the restroom and turned on the light and said, how are you going to be afraid of the dark? That was confusing because we were in front of the mirror. So I thought she was saying, since you dark, how are you going to be afraid of the dark? So I believe that like, like <laughs> it was like six years I believed that that's what she was doing because I was only five when it happened. And I thought, well, yeah, I'm done. Darkest thing in the room. And I mean, I march back in the bed like, I'm the shadow. It worked, right? Can you see how, like, limited information can work? And I, was, I remember when I, when I found I said, Mom, man, I so appreciate you helping me when I was little and I was afraid of the dark. And you took me in the bathroom and you said, because I'm so dark, ain't nothing in there darker than me. Like, she didn't even, I added all the, I added it to it. She go, boy, I was just telling you to get up and turn the light on. That's all I was saying. You got all that other stuff on your own. <laughs> but I walked back in there. I was like, whatever, darkness. I'm dark in the daytime. Like, works, man. It's like, works. Like, God just used that wisdom. I, lay, I rested well. I also, y'all, this is just probably too much information. I used to suck this finger like this. 
Like, uh, they put hot sauce on it, jalapenos on it. But, you know, when you are connected to any part of your flesh, it'll wear off. And I remember, because uh, my teeth used to be like, because the way that knuckle goes, it pushed this one up like this. It looked like stairs. Look, y'all don't want to laugh at little kids. Some of y'all going to go straight to hell. Look, y'all laughing at little kid. I was a little four-year-old, like teeth all. They came to Jesus. Looked like a house. And somebody said, I don't, and I, can, I don't know who was it, I don't know which brother, which sibling said something. They said, man, you, you just can't stop. That's all they said. And I remember sleeping on my hand like that in the dark. <laughs> Slept on my hand like that. And I, it took one night to sleep like that because I thought I used to use it to go to sleep. We didn't even have to pay for the pacifier, so I saved money. I was helping out the family. And I remember ne I never, ever sucked my finger again. Like, and I was connected to that deal. And I was like, God had immediate breakthroughs. My mom just believed immediately, immediately. I don't have money. I don't have time for you. Like, we broke. You need to receive healing. Right? It's amazing. Maybe, maybe we got too much. I'm just saying. I'm not telling you to tape, send your stuff back. I'm just saying all they, had to, all they could do was... And put that darn Vic Sav on there. That was that. You ever seen Vic Sav? That looked like the big thing of snot coming right at you. And they slap it on you. If we cannot believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, the shadow will become our truth. Uh, knowing the giver of truth is always with us right now. God is with us right now. There are times when I'm driving, I feel like my eyes are shutting. I got truth. I'm like, God, be with me. Awaken me, awaken me, Lord, awaken me, Lord Jesus. You're with me, you're with me. Uh, the, the shadow cannot grow and appear to be greater than our God. The children of Israel were delivered the minute Moses responded to God as the, and, and I am delivered, that's what happened to them. They became, that became their new name. God is freedom right now. Whoever you're believing God for, I believe we're believing for some folks who are in some addictions. Uh, we also need to believe for people who are in a lethargic mood of saying, I quit, I give up. We need to make sure we believe for them to realize that God is right now with them. They don't have to wait one day to get better. They are better right now. God has, has settled it. He's done it. He just said, turn to me. So we don't have to wait to do a bunch of good for freedom to come. It is here now. And I don't care what the addiction is. Right? We think that sometimes we think we're, our addictions are okay because they're not, they don't kill us. All right? But they do set in emotions what addiction the next one coming after us will have. So I want to be free from mine so I can show freedom to others. Right? I want that freedom. And that's one of the things I remember I was telling, I've been telling Justice about this covenant for almost a month now. And I was like, today, I was like, I'm, got, I'm getting this done. I've got to get this done. What am I doing? Why am I not getting this done? And it's, and it's, it's amazing covenant, but we'll, we'll, we'll go over later. Anyway, I mean, leave that for you guys on Sunday. In Luke chapter 17 and verse 4, uh, it said, even if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times return to say, I repent, you must forgive him. <laughs> Look, the apostles, man, I love the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. 
Somebody sinned against me seven times. I need help. And you saying to forget seven times? I caught you seven times. And God said, forgive them. Uh, disciples said, I need, uh-uh. I need more than what we got here. I need more than a little boy's fish and bread sandwiches. I need, I'm going to need increase. Right? Amen? Right? We need increase. When it comes to forgiveness, you need increase. They said increase that. But the Lord answered, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. Can you imagine how confusing that must have been? He said, if Stephanie came up and slapped me, I got to forgive her seven times. She'd do it seven times. I got to forgive her. I better get away from her, but I got to forgive her, right? And then I said, Jesus, I need more faith to do that. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can get rid of a mulberry tree. No, I need to get rid of that Steph tree, and I need faith to get rid of that Steph tree because Steph tree keeps slapping me. I don't need no mulberries. I don't mind them, but this is what's slapping me, right? And God said, no, you got me with you right now. You got enough faith to turn and forgive, right? He said, turn the other cheek, but he didn't say turn the other way. And sometimes we turn the other cheek and then we get out of there so we don't have, we out of cheeks. And he says, but I didn't tell you to turn the other way. You turn and you're going to be a blessing. Now, faith doesn't need to grow. It doesn't. Faith needs to be used. It doesn't need to grow. That's why he compared it to the smallest seed. You don't need more of it. You need to use what you got. You see, say that to all the junk we collecting at our house. Lord Jesus. Use that stuff. Forgiveness can make people feel like it requires more than what they have got to work with. Right? Like, God, I ain't got no more nerves. I ain't got nothing else for this. Why are, you, uh, why are they here today? Right? Sometimes it just feels that way. Let's be honest. Be honest, that, that part of it is where you feel like, oh, my gosh. And, and it's like, I, I just, uh, I need more faith. And he says, quit praying that. Use that little bit you got. You ain't got but a little. That's all you need. Use your little bit. Use a little bit, and that's going to get you through this. But if it, takes us, if it takes us time to forgive, we will think God is slow to forgive us. If we're slow to forgive others, we're going to think God is slow to forgive us, right? Right? Because the Bible says that forgive and you shall be forgiven, right? And we're thinking like, well, if I don't forgive, that means I'm not forgiven, right? So, so what we're saying is that God is, is as incriminating as we are. So if I'm slow to forgive, God must be slow to forgive me, right? Because whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap, right? So, so that means that what, what happens to that verse? Is, is that correct, right? Am I, am I saying it right? So that means if you don't forgive, God doesn't forgive you. And that means if you're slow to forgive, God is slow to forgive you, right? And, and that, that's, that's normal thinking for the verses I just read to you, right? That's normal. But God ain't us. God ain't us. He's got to keep his word. So he says, if you confess your sins, I am faithful and just to forgive them. Why? Because I want to sow the grace into you so you realize you got the ability to forgive. If I treat you like you treat others, you're never going to experience my ability and strength to treat them better. 
It's tough, right? But God, is, but what happens is, is when we don't do it, and eventually you're going to have to turn and forgive. But we think, well, then God can't be forgiving me. So then we, we separate. We divide ourselves. It's, it's common. It's right. There. I, just, I just told you verses. However, you got to understand that the verses in context with the character of God, God is not going to undo his own character because you are undone in your character. It's going to show us the way. Amen. Well, let me read some more. Let me give you some more examples. That's the way this works. We got to give examples. We got to have a picture in those puppy show. It takes time to forgive. We think God is slow to forgive us. God told us to turn the other cheek, but if it did, he didn't tell us to turn the other way. God continues to forgive us immediately because it is his word. It is his word. Has it take, have it ever taken y'all some time? You said, for, I forgive you, but it took you some time? Do not condemn yourself from that. That happens. But that don't mean God has taken his time to forgive you. You're going to get there, but it takes some time. And I've, never, I've watched people get so condemned, like, why do I still feel it? Because you're still human. You still feel hurt when that person comes around. And God is trying to wash that out of you. And he said, I am with you right now to be able to be delivered from that. Okay? But as you're going through the process, keep walking with me. And you may have to say, I forgive that person every time you see them. And some days you may not need, you may need to go the other way. So you can keep your word to yourself. <laughs> Immediately, we need to forgive. It may take some time, but it must be done. Now, we can't put our character flaws on God, though. God has forgiven you immediately. Why? Because he wants you to have an example on what to do. Because if he forgave us slowly, we'd forgive slowly and even slower. We can't put that. Thinking he will operate like us. But God continues to set his example of immediate mercy for us to follow because he is that now. And I'm that now. I want to take this hurt away from you right now. Will you let me? I want you to be free right now. Strengthen right now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse uh, 16 through 18, it says, Nevertheless, when it shall turn, when it, and this is talking about people, shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So the very spirit that rose up in us to do anything good is God. Any spirit that has come up in you to do good, any time the spirit, that's God. He's, he's in you to do good. Uh, the nature of resurrection is eternal life, which means goodness lasts longer than evil. Right? James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Good will outlive your evil. The Bible says overcome evil with good, right? He says, go on, give your good. Give your best. Be the best. Do your good first. Even if no one else does their good, you do your good first. If you're the only one doing good, do your good. So be sure that God is going to finish what he started in you. God is that, is the spirit before every vision, dream, and calling. We are aligned with his now as we walk by faith. 
right? You can add to the end of that is Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. It is the evidence of God what his good is. And so the Bible says, be willing and obedient. You would eat the good of the land, right? Isaiah 1.19. It says that if you be willing and obedient, you would eat good. You would know that the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. He says, I am that now. I am your resurrection now. Right now, see your kids free from whatever you think they're trapped in now. Then see yourself free from thinking that they're trapped in something now. Right? Because we want to see our kids free, but we don't want to unlock how we thought they was messed up. Okay? And we got to see it now. See our, our spouses, our church, our, our things free. So our kids that are going to be going uh, off to Atlanta, I, I see them as, as radically changed in their desires for God. It's a radical worship happening in their lives. Like there's a, there's a change. There's a, there's, a, there's a, before we get on the, we ain't got to get there yet. We in Atlanta right now. <laughs> like the one of the elementary kids say, Mr. I ain't even in your assembly. I said, yeah, you are. He goes, no, I'm back in my class. I said, I wish you was. And on first grade, I need to be standing up talking all that trash. But he received his abundance in us right now. Amen? Everything happened. It's done. It's settled in Christ. Amen? All right, you guys, bow your heads. If you haven't quite closed your eyes to protect your Bible, go ahead and write down Daniel chapter 10 and verse 12. We, we pray it all the time here. But it's, it's God answered Daniel's prayer when he prayed the first time. So, Father, we just pray. I thank you, Jesus, for all of us here, Lord God. Sometimes life can be overwhelming, but that does not mean overwhelming replaces, displaces, or takes you out of the equation Father God, we're just reminded to speak the word and speak the word and believe God that you are the author and finisher of our faith. You're Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. We thank you, Lord God, that we treasure our time with you. You are that now. You are that now. I'm going to pray in such a way that I know that you are resurrection, you are life. And that, Father God, everything I'm believing that I know that Maybe my vision, my dreams have been dead for a long time, but I believe that, that right now you are resurrection and life. You're raising them up right now. You're delivering them. You're standing them up in the name of Jesus. You're standing up my hopes. You're standing up my dreams. You're standing up my family in the name. You're calling them forth to live, Lord God. And I thank you for life. I thank you for calling my mind back to life. It's been dormant in the spirit in the name of Jesus. But today, Lord God, you said I am resurrection and life. I call peace to your mind, peace to your soul in the name of Jesus. Healing to your body. I am that. Now, God, I've been sick for so long. I don't know what well feels like. But I am the resurrection. Had Lord, had you been here years before I got on this medication, I probably wouldn't feel sick. But I am resurrection and life right now. I am that now for you to be well. Father, we just praise you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. As we wrap our arms around our children, our loved ones, our, our pets, whatever we have, Lord God, our homes, all that you've done, we declare you are that now. I am believing, Lord God, for things to come in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And because I'm with you, Lord God, there you are in the midst is touching any and everything. Thank you, Lord, for being that now 
for me. I should not have to chase the blessings of God. The blessings of God are going to chase me and overtake me. I pray, Father God, for a radical response of favor over everyone in this room, Lord God. A radical response to favor in our body and healing. I thank you for one of the greatest nights of sleep ever. I thank you, Lord God, for a resurrected body like never before in the morning. That, Father, that you are laying down, we're laying down with you now. We're going to rise with you in the morning. That you are going to bless everything we put our hands to do. It shall prosper. I glory in you. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen.